Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Time for the sports phone. All right, 7 o'clock, time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry is in, oh, that's not a good start. I'm Jerry, I'm in Oregon in my house. Jim at the Philo Studio. Jim, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. By the way, um, you're throwing around that deadline uh, on January 31st for, uh, you know, for KZYX to to vote in the election and to try to get on the board of directors that's tomorrow just wanted to remind people the 31st is tomorrow that is tomorrow You're and right. five o'clock is 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 uh gonna come really fast tomorrow so if you're interested in uh becoming a member and voting get in by five o'clock tomorrow and uh make a donation be a member uh and uh and if you want to be on the board you want to you want to uh, get on the board and vote for the sports phone uh, to go f- to be here for the rest of our lives. Uh, that would be wonderful too. Jared, Jer, maybe there should be a district. Maybe there should be a Portland board of directors member. Ah. Just someone that represents the. the I'll po- self. I'll, I'll self appoint myself. I'll self appoint my myself to that. Yeah, position. I mean, we we do uh, do the sports phone from Portland every now and then, <laughs> which. Uh, which is- well, welcome everybody to the sports phone here Sunday night. Looking forward to another good edition of the show. If you are new to the sports phone, let me walk you through what's going to be going on for the next uh, hour or so, about 55 minutes and change. Uh, very simply put, this is an open forum, uh, open forum sports talk show. Uh, Jim and I are both sports fans. We're both uh, athletes. We are both coaches. So we've been involved in sports in all different forms. Uh, throughout our lives and we'd like to spend this hour a week uh, bringing in the listener base so they can be part of the conversation and talk about what they want to talk about going on in the world of sports this can be at the professional level the high school level college level rec league stuff wherever it is whatever it's about as long as it is sports related or sports adjacent in some way shape or form we like to hear about it so please give us a call phone lines will be opened up here 707-895-2448 give us a call if you want to talk about sports we are looking forward to taking your calls at 707-895-2448 give us a ring if you if you have anything you would like to talk about going on in the world of sports yeah we're open right now the uh phone lines are open we have no guests tonight we're gonna wing it on our own uh how about uh your coaching experience jerry what is it does it still feel good jerry jerry by the way yeah. listeners he's uh he's a little more than midway through his first high school coaching gig and um i think technically let me look at our our schedule real quick i think we're at the halfway point we are yeah we have 21 games on our schedule we're at we have played 10 so we're right around the halfway point yeah, um, yeah, and I, I just remember my first, my first coaching in public school was was in middle school. I guess my first coaching was little cardinals, and um, which was yeah. second and third graders. But yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's uh, you you you, you want to do it next year? You still like it? Yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. It's funny. I there. there the, before the season started, when we were going to our first, it wasn't a game. It was like a jamboree type scrimmage thing. I was talking to the JV coach 
And he was saying how, yeah, you know, it's it's early. What would, what would that have been? Uh, like it was October. And it's like, yeah, it's early November, mid-November now. Before you know it, you're going to snap your fingers and it's going to be the end of January. And then there's only going to be 30 days left in the season. And it does go by quick, oh, right? Yeah. Like it, oh, the, yeah. it, it goes by real fast. Once you get into that regular kind of rhythm of instead of you're just practicing five days a week, you're practicing three days a week and you have two games a week. Once you find yourself in that cycle, it does go by pretty quick. At the same time, though, the middle of the season lull, which is kind of what we're at right now, where we're 10 games into a 21 game season. And like everyone's a little tired in their own way. Like it's kind of you kind of hit that wall of that midpoint. So it's going by real quick. But at the same time, we've kind of hit that like tough part of the season where we're right in the middle of things and everyone's a little tired, got some injuries. So, you know, it's it's going really fast. But at the same time, we're kind of in this like little bit of a lull just because we're at the midpoint of the season oh, getting yeah. ready to kind of go downhill the last uh last 30 days or so is to finish out them by the season at the end of February. And you're on the sports phone. You're the first caller. What do you got for us? Oh, hi. Uh, good evening. This is Mike and Nikaya. Hey, Mike. Um, yeah, I'm calling about the, the sports phone, the music uh, in our introduction music at the beginning and then at the end of the show is by Gary Glitter. And um, he's... Um, in jail right now for the third time for child molesting. He's got to be um, one of the worst uh, uh, offenders of that in the world. Um, he was busted in Cambodia and Vietnam, and um, he's not allowed in like 12 or 14 different countries. And he did actually have uh, 20 million albums, so he's uh, very well known. But um, he was just given, uh, he was given 16 years in jail. And um, it doesn't sound like it's too much of a difficult jail. He's in England. Um, but, um, yeah, he's going to come out soon. He's pretty old now. But uh, it's not really a healthy, uh, healthy music to have, you know. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the opinion. Appreciate it. I, but I wish I knew of something better, you know. It's but uh, you know, sports is all about healthy mind and body, and you know, when we get these monster coaches that abuse, you know, he uh, he he abused the boys and girls, and um, he's a pedophile big time. Um, got any got any good things to say about sports? We're going to move on here. Um. Well, no, I just uh, wish, I hope people can come up. I really love the show, and uh, so that's something good to say about sports. Good. <laughs> appreciate, the, pre- appreciate the call. Hello, you're on the, hello. Hello, you're on the sports phone. Appreciate the call. Hey, um, that guy's right about Gary Glitter. I spent a couple of summers in Thailand, and uh, they were talking about Gary Glitter. <laughs> Yes. And he's been arrested. And uh, so what I'm suggesting is maybe something by uh, MC Hammer, because, boy, we used to have a lot of fun at the Ace Stadium under his music. Really? Well, we, we've talked a lot of times about, um, should we keep this, Jer? We've talked about it a lot of times. Maybe it's time to start looking for another song. 
Yeah, well, I've heard you mention it, and I love the yeah. song. But, yeah, Gary Glitter's not a good uh, guy to patronize on any kind of... I don't know if you guys have to pay for that every time you play it or what. <laughs> I guess not, but... I don't, uh, think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, Anyhow, so check out MC Hammer. He had a lot of good stuff. Appreciate it. Okay, bye. Well, Jer, we, we didn't even bring up the song this time. No, no, no. That was a uh, carryover from last week talking about... Uh, I guess, I guess it wasn't specifically the, the opening music. I guess it's how it started, and then we kind of that yeah. morphed into like Let's songs see. of sports. So Take another call, see if we're still talking about our song. You're on the air. So, yeah, okay, different topic entirely. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. 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 I had a question about um, the co- you, okay, you know, your, your co-host to- coaching experience. Um, yeah. I actually am a teacher at Willis High School, and one of my neighbors is Brian Bowles, who is the wrestling coach and also the athletic director for Willis. Yep, and I was kind of wondering at this point, how has actually dealing with COVID and the COVID protocols affected your ability to coach and basically the, the experience for you, you and your team? So I'll yeah. take it off the air, but wow. um, that seems more of the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's that a, a question. It's a, it's a good question. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll say like to kind of go to go into the answer. Not something I anticipated having to deal with in as much of a fashion as I have had to this year. Like, it's definitely been an added element to you've got to deal with parents, you got to deal with players, you got to deal with scheduling, and I've got to deal with COVID. Um, I, I think the thing that was really interesting about this year was we kind of went into the season thinking there wasn't going to be much in terms of COVID restrictions. So at the start of the year, the only real thing we had to deal with was uh, coaches had to wear masks. and That was pretty much it. Coaches had to wear masks and crowd members did. Um, and if you were sitting on the bench, you had to wear a mask. If you were actively playing or participating in a game or in practice, you didn't have to wear one. But other than that, there were no capacity rules or anything along those lines. Um, We're talking about Oregon the, here, Jer. Right. Well, I thought wasn't that the question? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I mean, if that wasn't no, the no, question, that's I can a question. Stop. I was just, I was just clarifying that, tell, telling people we're talking about Oregon protocols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, when the the variant hit, uh, it changed and it got much more strict. And, and that was when kind of it was something we had to deal with more. So the big changes that happened were there were capacity limits put in where essentially um, every player had a guest list where they were allowed four to six guests, depending on the gym we were playing in. And you had to put those names on a list. They were checked at the door and then they were allowed in. Um, the gym is cleared after each game. Everyone leaves the gym to kind of clean it and do things like that. So it's kind of like, and then the concession stands got closed and things like that. So it's kind of taken a little bit of a step backwards. Um, nothing has really changed for me as a coach in terms of my rules. I still have to wear a mask basically anytime I'm in the gym. Um, but the other thing that kind of tweaks this a little bit and makes it a little interesting is there isn't a steadfast rule in terms of a state or a like a district rule. It's almost school by school. They're kind of having their own protocols. So there's been some gyms that well, there's been no rules for on road games. Then there's been other places that have stricter rule that have had stricter rules than our home games are. So it changes and, and, and varies a little bit. But I think the larger picture answer to that was 
went into this year without anticipating much in terms of restrictions, and it's gotten kind of tighter and tighter as the new variant kind of started spreading. It's kind of relaxed a little bit since then, but it's definitely kind of been like a bell curve almost in terms of having to deal with the with the rules this year. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hey, guys. Good evening. It's Bill from Philo. Hi, Bill. Hey, Bill. How you doing? All right, doing, doing great. We're talking about songs and COVID so far. What do you got for us? Yeah. Well, I actually have a sports, a sports thing to talk about. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of news this week, but for me, the big news was Bonds not making the Hall of Fame and being dropped from the list. And at the same time, you had uh, Big Daddy over there, uh, who gets voted in on the, his first time eligible. Let's see, I think Clemens was dropped also. Um, anyway, uh, I'll be interested to hear other callers, because I know this is a big, this is Giants territory. I'll be interested to hear what people have to say about that, because frankly, I'm ambivalent. I mean, the guy's record is... Uh, hasn't been beat, and uh, he was a position player, not just a DH. And uh, at the same time, I think Major League Baseball has a little bit of fault here because if you ask me, uh, it was a well-known secret that certain players were juiced. And, for instance, the year that the record got, Maris's record got broken by Mark McGuire, the stadiums were packed that summer because there was a lot of big chases going on and uh, it was good for baseball and just like the juiced ball of previous years they had a suspicion i believe and at the same time the coffers were overflowing so you know back and forth back and forth i have a suspicion that major league baseball was aware that guys were using the clear and things like that and looked the other way because the box office receipts were really great. Um, on the other hand, we have to admit that Bonds uh, did not make any friends among the sports writers. Um, so I think there's a little bit of bias uh, on their part there. Anyway, I'd be curious to hear what you guys have to say about it. Maybe some other callers will jump in, and I'll just listen. So thank you. I'm going to take another call, Jer. And, and, so, uh, okay, yeah. Let me take go, another go call, it. and then we'll comment on this. You're on the air. Yeah, yeah. You're on the air with a sports phone. Hey, guys. How we doing? Hey, Vince. Hey, Vince. Yeah, sorry I missed you guys last week. Well, it is pretty amazing. Well, I'm going to interrupt you a little bit because you're a regular caller. Yeah, I had to, to, I just was going to say it. Is It's amazing. The guy hits the most home runs, can't even get in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'll say that to well, both of you. I'll let you guys talk about it for a second. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 I, don't, I don't think he ever actually got caught or tested positive or any of those things, but it was pretty much you know, a known, fa you know, it was pretty well known, you know, and, uh, that whole era, a lot of players are going to be black marked. Um, you know, I, I, with that caller in a way, big, big poppy gets in on his first time. His name is on that more. So it's, it's a tricky one because you've got to give a guy credit for the stats, right? I mean, the, those stats are there. Are they, are they tainted a little bit? Sure. Um, I personally have no problem seeing guys like Barry Bonds not get into the Hall of Fame. I kind of, I kind of 
smile about it in a way because uh, <laughs> you know I, I, I'm a purist. You know, if you if you are maybe not caught cheating, but you are in that circle and you're guilty by association, then you know it, it is what it is. You get what you deserve. Jerry, what about you? In, in or out for for bonds? I, I want I want a, I want an answer. Well, first I have a question, and this is, and I'm happy Vince is still here because I don't know the answer to this question. Outside of David Ortiz, are there any other known steroid users that are in the Hall of Fame currently, or is he the first one? Uh, I mean, that's a that's a really good question because again, you can look at some other players from that era that are in the Hall of Fame, Jim Tomey. But Jim Tomey's been adamant that he's never juiced. He was—I don't believe he was on the re- on the report um, of people that were associated with known, you know, steroid people. Um, that's a good question. I'd have to—I'd have to see three, but I have to say there probably are. Yeah. And by the way, I got yeah. I guess because I, I look at it as I, I look at it as as there's the, it's. I would hope it's an all or nothing thing. You're either letting them in and you're voting for them like anybody else based on their their numbers or you do the opposite of that and you come out with a list basically and say hey these players have you know have been confirmed to have used steroids they are not eligible to be in the hall of fame i start if they start hand-picking players which is i think kind of the the issue that has kind of become apparent here that david ortiz somehow gets in and these other steroid users don't whether it be personality or whatever then I think you've got a problem. I feel like it's got to be kind of an all-or-nothing thing. So that's why I was curious if there was how many others outside of Ortiz are known steroid users that are in the that are in the Hall of Fame. By the way, I've got a um, a correction from our good doctor, sports phone doctor, uh, Bill. You, you said Big Daddy, and his name's Big Poppy. Big Poppy, yeah. We, we got a we got a purist. We got a purist there. Wanted one, one that corrected. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I thought the same thing. Um, I want to, I want to, I want to revisit you, Jerry, on uh, uh, your coaching since you're halfway through the season. Yeah. And I want to, I want to take COVID out of the whole thing. That's obviously something that would normally not be a part of your coaching experience. What are, what has been the most challenging thing that you didn't anticipate in coaching, and what has been Ooh. something that you found came easier to you than you thought it would? going into this? Uh, I have, I guess, two answers for challenging. Um, I, I think the first one is following the rules of the program, specifically the, pro, the, the freshman rule that everybody plays in both halves. Um, I think, I think it's, it's harder than I thought it would be to get everybody in when you've got a 12 man roster. Um, because when you can only have five people on the court at the same time, it, 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 you have that issue. And then you also have the, the issue connected with that, with when everybody is playing, there's not, everyone's going to play 25, 30 minutes a game, right? Like there's those, there's going to be people that are going to play and they're going to maybe play two, three minutes a half. So I think finding a way to do that and also keep yourself competitive to where you don't always have, you know, your seventh through 12th guy in at the same time, that can be a little bit of a challenge. Um, 
And then the other one, I think, is just logistics has been has been a challenge this year. I've had players miss because of travel and, uh, you know, things like that and, and kind of dealing with that and kind of just rolling with the punches. Um, that's been a challenge. Uh, something that's been easy for me to get used to, um, I think, finding the separation between being someone's friend and being their coach, I think, was something that I thought was going to be harder than it was. Uh, but I think I've found that line pretty quickly, which has been has been nice. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, that that all makes makes good sense. Yeah, I definitely found that to be, you know, when I went into JV coaching, I kind of felt like it was it was part of the the JV job was to get everybody involved. You know, like I I, I had that in my mind going in that, you know, this yeah. isn't varsity basketball. We're not here. You know, wins and losses are nice, but it's about experience and getting everybody the chance to play. So I, I found that to be part of what I had to do as yeah. a coach at that level. Um, but it is it is still challenging. You know, you only have I don't are your games seven minute quarters for for freshmen? No, they're only eight. Uh, eight eight minutes. So we have thirty thirty oh, yeah. minute so games. You get that extra four minutes. That does help a little bit. You know, it's, I found twenty eight minute games yeah. to be that made it even more challenging to try to get everybody involved. Um, for sure, yeah. That, that let, me, let me count. Let me comment a second from the old guy here. What what I tried to do because I went all the way from, you know, sixth grade to twelfth, and I found that it was a gradual change. Where in sixth grade, seventh grade, all kids played equal. In eighth grade, they started to learn their role. All kids always played in every half, but their roles started being defined, and they some kids yep. played less minutes than the other. As a as a JV program where Jerry is basically doing now ninth grade, I'm saying that was you, you Vince and JV. Um, yep. We basically had that same rule. We tried to get kids in every, every half. Then as it progresses into varsity, you learn to do your roles and, and you learn to work as a team to win the game. So um, yeah. I, I thought, I think Jerry, what the, I think your rule is good. It may, it may be hard to enforce now and then, but you never know who at the end of the bench is going to turn into that kid that grows a foot, and you don't want to. Yeah. You don't. Oh wanna, yeah. You don't want to discourage yeah. them at this age. Yeah. Yeah. I never well, said was it was thing. a bad thing. No, no, no. Yeah, I, no. I know it's just yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I and I always felt that way too with with us at a small school. I, I didn't want to discourage kids from from playing. You know, again, you know, if, if they're like, well, shoot, I didn't play at all, even at JV. Why would I want to play next year? You know, and that could be somebody who could turn into a better player. You know, so it was it was really important to keep everybody happy and involved uh, to you know you know mainly help with our numbers to make sure that we were going to have people coming out every year. Seven you know, that, seven. That, that kind of was something. Eight nine five two four four eight seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Had someone on hold there. We we got into Jerry's philosophy of coaching there. Give us a call back. We're ready to take more calls. Oh, what else you got, Jer, Vince? Let me hear something ex- well, exciting. Well, yeah, kind of a, you know, uh, a, a, an interesting thing happened in football again. Um, it, it never happened until last year when a team hosted <clears throat> a, a Super Bowl, played the Super Bowl in their home stadium. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did it last year, and they huh. won the Super Bowl in their home stadium. And now the Los Angeles Rams, made the Super Bowl, and it will be played in their stadium. So two years wow. in a row after never happening, and, and this is the 56th Super Bowl, uh, now it's happened two years in a row. Jared, how, kind of of how far in advance do they, do they pick the stadium? <clears throat> years. Uh, is, yeah, it, is it uh, years? I, it's like the yeah. Olympics. They do it way ahead. 
I'm pretty sure the next three or four Super Bowls are, are already slated to be certain places. <clears throat> I, I think they at least do it two or three years in advance so the city has a chance to prepare. Well, so they, so so, th- this is is really a coincidence then. That these, yeah, yeah, uh, it's just it's just yeah. a, it's kind of a neat little thing that that you know never happened before, and now it's happened two years in a row, um, which is you know it's it's it's, it's neat, it's different, it's something that kind of because <clears throat> it's not really a home field advantage, you know, your 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 normal ticket holders don't get to have those tickets because they you know it, it, you know the Super Bowl is a different, it's supposed to be a neutral site, so that's not going to be like a right. home field advantage. But it is nice to know you don't have to travel. <laughs> you get to sleep in your own bed. So that's got to be good for I don't athlete. think they let in. Yeah. The, yeah. I don't think they let in any extra local fans because of that. I think no. that's all done through. I think it's all open. Yeah. You know, like season ticket holders don't have tickets or whatever. It's like right, the whole right. the whole thing, open open tickets, I would assume. Yeah. Hmm. Um, the, uh, and, the, and, the Super Bowl is. Go ahead, Jer. Well, I was going to say, Super Bowl is planned out through 2025. Really? Yeah. So a couple of years down the road, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, like, like mm-hmm. I thought. I, I, I assume they gave them at least two or three years to, you know, prepare for all the people that are going to come into the city. Um, you know, it's a pretty big event. The halftime show, all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. pretty mm-hmm. interesting stuff. Um, prediction, uh, Jerry? <laughs> we got Bengals uh... in. I, I didn't. I, I didn't think that the Bengals were going to get out of this out of this game. I, I think the Rams were the better team. I'll, I'll go with the Rams. I think they're they're more balanced. Uh, but but the Bengals have proven me wrong twice already. So we'll see. Yeah, but I, but no, I, I, I would take the Bengals at this point or the Rams. Sorry, the Rams. I I've no, I haven't seen either one of them play. <laughs> well, you're you're such a football guy. I'm so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I have no no idea. I I, I actually uh, I would have been. Uh, I'm usually not a big fan of the local. I, I was rooting for the 49ers all the way. I wanted them back in. Me too. I was I was rooting yeah. for the underdogs today, so I will root for the underdog in the Super Bowl and go with the Bengals. But I'm with Jerry. I, I don't think that they're going to have enough to uh, to slow down the Rams. Rams are a pretty balanced team, uh, without a doubt. But um, yeah, so uh, I don't know if you don't have a caller. I'd like to. We haven't had a chance to really talk many professional sports lately with all these great topics you guys keep coming up with. We're halfway through the NBA season. What has surprised you guys the most so far? A downfall of the Lakers has surprised me, and, and, and not just because not just because I'm surprised by that is, is just this is, this is good good timing. I'm taking another call. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks, Vince. Hello, you're on the air. You're on the air. I hear you there. Say I'm sorry, I'm trying to turn off my radio and it's not cooperating. There we go. <laughs> um, hi. Hey. Whoops. I'm going to have to call you back. Alrighty. Sorry. Okay. Huh? Was that a radio? 707-895. Go ahead, Jer. What? I said, that a radio with artificial intelligence? Uh, 707. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. 707-895-2448. You're on the air. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I'm sorry I was um, having a struggle with my radio. Um, I wanted to go back to the song uh, for a little bit, and I loved where the conversation went uh, last week, especially about Bob Ayers. Oh, yeah. And um, I thought that that was 
just a great opportunity to maybe even see if some of his marching music, marching band music, uh, is available and would be a great uh, local um, mus- lo- local um, teacher, musician, conductor um, to have his music as a potential. Um, uh, opening for your show. I, I thought that could be beautiful. Anyways, I'd love to hear what you think of that. And um, thanks for taking That's my call. Not a bad idea. I mean, that, that marching band. I would be against marching marching, marching band <laughs> style music. Yeah, what like I, a theme song of some sort. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to talk to. Uh, I'm going to talk to one of the the main musicians in the Bob Air uh, Bob Air's big band. Which is got to uh, be sports related though. That's, oh, I know. That's the challenge. Is I, 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 it can't just be like marching big band music. That's not sports. No, music. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, what that, you, I know what the, you're saying. That's the challenge with that. Is we would need something that was played like specifically for like a halftime or something like that. Yeah, I can't. Somehow I can't imagine Bob. Anyone recorded Bob Ayers, um marching the Boonville high school kids down Airport Boulevard. Air, airport down by the clinic he would come down that street when i was working and they would be playing <laughs> it was mostly stuff like uh when the saints go marching in and stuff like that right and i i wouldn't necessarily call that sports music that'd be my one like concern <laughs> with going that route is the hey is... song a sports related music it's not sports i don't think it was like specifically made for sports there aren't a lot of songs that were specifically made for sports but it has an affiliation with sports. I got another call here. I'm going to t- take it in a second. Second, go for it. But but yeah. first, um, I got to get caught up on on some uh, social media here. I got a text that said the Rams broke the standing record by beating the 49ers, overcoming a fourth quarter deficit to win the NFC Championship. It was nine fourth quarter deficit of ten. Hello, call. You're on the air. I didn't know that. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, you're on the sports. Uh, yeah. I was just thinking about the song you guys are talking about. What about, uh, you're talking about sports songs. What about, like, uh, remember the Titans in the movie when they did that? When the, uh, the chant they did when they came out? That was kind of a sports song beginning thing. I don't know what he's talking about, Jerry. Do you? Oh, see, yes, uh, the I, movie, know, uh, I know you're The movie, remember I know, the Titans? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. been a while since no. I've seen it. It was just, it's something that came to mind. I, I know what you're talking about, caller, and the only thing with that is I have blocked out "Remember the Titans" from my memory because I hate the ending of that movie so much. Right, <laughs> but right. it's, it's just the way the way they play it, the the way the end of the championship game plays out in that movie. As a pure sports fan, just irks me to the to this end. But I do know the song yeah. that, that you're talking about. Yeah, huh. we got. Yeah, some... It was just a thought. It was just something that came to mind. Thanks for the call. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. For sure. Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, I was um, interested in when the topic you were talking about with, you know, who gets into the Hall of Fame kind of thing. Yep. And, you know, we're saying that basically guys that took steroids are cheating is what we're saying. I mean, that's what the asterisk is for. You know, something that wasn't allowed that you do. And I think of all the different people in various different sports, that have been blacklisted for one thing or another, whether it's Pete Rose for gambling on the games or whether it's the fencer who put a little button in his foil. So, you know, they, when you hit the other person, 
you know, normally it's supposed to put this electrical charge that then shows that you touch them. And this guy could just hit the button and make it do it at any time. So we really do get into matters of degree or whether, you know, people are questioning some of the running, you know, records now that are being done with uh, rabbit pacers, you know, where you have a whole series of people that come in that basically pull you around the track and these new shoes that they're using that people have called into question because they're rebound energy shoes and such things, or whether it's the big controversy they had when they switched from the bamboo poles to the uh, you know carbon fiber composite pole vaulting vaulting poles, or when you have Sammy Sosa with a corked bat. Okay, wait, wait a minute. Here. So, I just want to make sure before you go any further here. Is what I'm hearing because I know you can. There's lots of other examples, and, and I, I, didn't, I apologize if that was an interruption. But I, I think you made your point. My question is: Are you saying that all the cheaters should get in, but there should be an asterisk next to the game that said you cheated? Actually, I don't have a clever solution for this problem <laughs> because it comes down to who we decided cheated too much. Okay, There's all different ways of cheating. That's Whether, true. you know, somebody, as a big deal they had in China recently, where a bunch of people cut the marathon. <laughs> and people have done it here, too, as well, where they just didn't run the whole thing, but then they win. And it's like, holy moly, look at that, new record. And they find out the person, <laughs> like, cut off part of the track. Or, you know, somebody else took a taxi ride. So there are things that seem worse than others. But we don't have any guaranteed metric for how we decide how, what cheating is too much. You know, whether it's somebody, you know, we call fouls in basketball or with football where somebody grabs a hold of somebody or, you know, there's all these different things we can do to give ourselves an advantage. And, and there is no, like, magic book out there that tells us which things are too egregious. Very interesting. Right. And, so, and, well, and what makes it even... What it, what makes it even trickier with baseball is the the topic of steroids. You have to acknowledge, like the relationship between steroids and baseball is that was one of the more exciting eras of baseball, right? Like in terms yeah. of watching McGuire and Bonds and Sosa and these guys all chasing each other for home run records. Pitchers, you know, yeah. like Roger Clemens that were just chucking the ball super fast. So it. There's this weird thing with steroids where everyone was cheating, but it's also one of the most exciting eras where it's like there was just so much intrigue around the game and some of the records that were being set, which makes it even well, more bizarre. Well, I mean, it was the same thing in MMA me. as well. In MMA, you want to see the most right. impressive-looking people out there in MMA? That's when they were juiced to the max, and these guys would right. walk in there, and their, you know, their neck muscles would be as wide as their shoulders. And you'd go, holy mackerel, whether it's Tito Otetis or, you know, lots of these different guys. And they were just, they were like creatures from another planet, you know, because they were so Ooh, juiced. This is a good and, one. And, and, but one of the big reasons they said we couldn't have that is because they were worried people were going to start killing each other. <laughs> because they were just so big and so strong. And, and it was just, <laughs> you know, how do you compete with that? You wow. know, so, so it became this real issue that we don't really have good answers for. And that really is where we are. We don't have, you know, some, you know, absolute measurement of when somebody's doing wrong. It's just a normative decision where we say, okay, in this support, 
in, in this sport, in today's world, we're going to decide this is unacceptable because we can test for it or because we have some way of measuring it. Or like when Sammy Soka's butt bat broke and it was corked, we can say, okay, you can't do that, dude, because that's not the game we're playing. I appreciate this. Thanks for the call. I, I think we're going to get a lot more on this subject. <laughs> Thanks for the call. All right, bye. <laughs> Moving on. Jeez, Jer. Um, Thank you. You thought Harden was cheating, Jer, and then and then they changed the rules because of him. Hello, call. You're on the air. Hi, this is Otto. Um, again, one of the one of the callers that's uh, not a big sports fan but loves your show. Thank you. Um, I can solve the uh, the bumper music uh, uh, controversy once and for all, if only to have everyone stop talking about it. There are two, and I am a musician, I'm also an attorney, um, and I've also done public radio. There are only two songs in the last 40 years that are in contention that everyone would know. They are <laughs> Center Field. They are Center Field by John Fogarty. We yeah. all know it after Credence. And the other one is Eye of the Tiger. You know? <laughs> uh, and they are both uh, great songs, very different. Eye of the Tiger, a little bit more you know, macho and heavy and you know, hard-hitting, that will solve the problem. Pick one, doesn't matter. Uh, and that way you don't have to uh, have people, you know, uh, talking about it. It's interesting, uh, the cross-section of sports and everything else and, you know, politics and all kinds of different things, but that will solve the problem. That's my suggestion. I take no position on it whatsoever, uh, and um, I love the, uh, love the show. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Otto. Thank you, thank you. Jeez, take me out to the ball game. Jeez, we can see. Then we get into a discussion of I don't know if we can. Are we picking a baseball specific song? <laughs> Come on, seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. I will continue talking about the song tonight if if callers call up. And I'm not. See what it really comes down to is I'm... Jim and I are also lazy, and I don't think we want to go through the effort of changing it. You're on the you're on the air with a sports phone. Hi Jim, it's Burton. Hi Burton. You, you got... I love I, I I love the fact. Firstly, I am somebody that was uh, in the Boonville Big Band uh, in its prime when it first started, and for several years as bass player. And then when I returned from my sabbatical to San Francisco, I became the baritone saxophonist huh. until COVID shut us down. Um, I am really. Happy to hear Bob Ayers being talked about on the radio <laughs> because I love him very much, and and you know I, I saw him just today, as a matter of fact. And the other thing I'm really happy to hear was somebody to bring up morality related to your music. It's and um, it's going to make it harder, you know, because all of a sudden you're going, "Ooh, there's a good reason to get rid of the song," I guess. And I recently confronted this myself in, in naming my cat, because uh, I found out that Sepulveda, which is the name of the town I was brought up in, or it was the name of the town at one time, and the name of the longest street in Los Angeles, as far as I know, and the name of a junior high school near where I came up, Sepulveda is the name of a racist missionary in California. And I decided against naming my one of my cats Sepulveda because his sister's named Pico because I found that out. I thought, 
well, what would I call him as a nickname? And then I checked it out and I said, no, I can't. I can't perpetuate that name. And I'm hoping to hear that somebody down in North Hills, which is where Sepulveda was, now it's called North Hills, will do something about the name of the junior high school sometime, someday. But I'm really glad to hear morality brought up as uh, a criteria for uh, the fact that you should change your song. It's It, it caught me by surprise. Let me. S- <laughs> well, you know you're on public radio, brother. I'm taking another call. You're on the air with the sports phone. Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's going great. Hi. Good. This is Dan from Philo. So um, for a song suggestion, um, take me out to the ball game. It's an American song, right? And it's not referencing any specific game, right? So that's one that we could go. But I like the one that we have because, for me, it's synonymous with the Bulls' um, uh, back-to-back three-peat. So, like, I, I like the beginning, uh, the opening to it. Like, when when that song comes on, I, I automatically think sports or basketball. So I kind of like uh, the theme song. And then as far as the cheaters go, um, think what Ripken would have done if he was juiced, right? <laughs> We're talking about the guy, the guy who played the longest uh, active streak in baseball, right? Okay. Um, if people are going to juice, then let everybody juice, and then it's not a problem. The problem is is that when you have some people doing it and some people not doing it, there becomes discrepancy. Am I right? Yeah, there was. there's always been that. We even had, I think it was a joke. Remember, Jerry, we had the, the, a woman that wanted to have the steroid league saying anything goes, do anything you want. And, and uh, yeah, it's, you know, it sounds like a joke. She, she, she put it out there as a joke, but um, may, maybe that's, maybe we should let people do whatever they want to do and, and uh, hit more home runs. I don't know. I mean, because because you were talking about box office, you know, like they were selling tickets and stuff back during the McGuire-Sosa time, and it was great. Everyone was loving it because, boom, they were smacking, you know, like two home runs every game, and it was great. So, like, yeah, if you're going to, you know, uh, advance a spectacle, okay, let everyone do it. But at the same time, you, there, I think there's there's a little bit of a difference, you know, with um, the elite of the elite. Like, you're getting there because of a skill and then being the best that you are at that individual skill, you know? If we're talking about just, like, juicing up and being able to smack the ball harder or be able to, like, recover faster between a football game, you know? Like, when when does it stop being the original sport that it is, like... Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, That's my thought. It's a tough... Appreciate the call. Yep, have a good one. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, hey, fellas. It's Tim Anderson. Hey, Tim. Hey, Tim. Hey, hey. Uh, for the neighbor of Brian Bowles, um, the day-to-day coaching isn't or hasn't been much different for me um, other than we test uh, once to twice a week and then a little trickier in the cars that, um, making sure everybody's got a ride. Hmm. And then um, with the rescheduling of games that got postponed has been a little bit of a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, that one, Tim, that, I, I forgot about that one. We've had to deal with that as well. Uh, luckily, I think we've only had one game that was outright canceled. I think we only lost one game. Um, 
And on the good side of that, we've actually been able to add a couple games, uh, which I was surprised. Like we started the year at, at 15 games and we're up to 21 now. So yeah, the, the, the rescheduling has definitely been something that's, that's caused some issues though. It's been, been challenging. The biggest difference there, Jer, is, is that you don't have to do the rescheduling, whereas Mr. Tim Anderson True. here does the True. scheduling. I, I don't have to do any of the scheduling. <laughs> I used to do all the scheduling. My, my favorite part of scheduling was to call Tim Anderson and make the Fort Bragg schedule up. <laughs> yeah, it was it was always one of the first we would book. Yeah. And then another kind of a interesting story I saw today and heard about was uh the tennis Spaniard. Um, you know, was almost out of retirement, hurt, barely uh, maybe I'll go to the Australian Open, goes down two zip, you know, competitive, <laughs> but the guy's got his number and then he just rallies for a five hour match. And wins his twenty-first Grand Slam. That's a new record. Um, he beat pretty he, good story. He de- Nadal is his name, Rafa Nadal, and he beat Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. He beat their twenty Grand Slams for a career. Now Nadal has twenty-one. It was a. It, it's really amazing feat. It really is. I would agree. Yeah, no, it's 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 even for me as as a non tennis fan, I can appreciate when someone breaks a record like that because you have to not only you have to be good, you have to be good for a very long period of time in order to to do something like that. Uh, yeah. I, I also think it's cool for him to have been started the kind of the little I know about him started his career as kind of a specialist where he was a clay court specialist where there's a lot of tennis players that are kind of just masters of that but then they never really make the transition well onto the other surfaces and right. he kind of was able to round out his game over however long he's, he's been playing tennis so yeah it's a, it's a cool record even for someone that's not a big tennis fan it's it's a very cool uh, record that, that he has set yeah I'm, I'm glad uh, my mom's a big tennis fan so she only keeps me she keeps me and she calls me and tells me about you know who's winning and who isn't winning so I I uh, if it's a really interesting match, I I, I I watch. It's it's uh it's quite an individual sport. Um, let me take another call. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. No call. Jim, can we get over there? What's going on? Now there's no call. Sorry about okay. that. I had, no, I, you're good. I had all the lines lit up there for a second. Did you just send me a new song? I, I No, I did not. <laughs> I did oh. not send you a new song. Okay. Um, 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Got about 10 minutes left on the show, so you can give us a call back. 707-895-2448. If you've got anything going on in the world of sports that you would like to talk about here on here, the sports phone. Here we go. We got a call. You're on the air. Yeah, Danny here, Jim. Uh, there is one more song which would cover really all the sports, which is called We Are the Champions. We Are the Champions? Yeah. I don't know if you heard it, you guys, but it's played a few times around, and that would cover all the sports, really. Hmm. I heard another one. Uh, we just 
you're not coming through too good. I'm I'm gonna uh, take the rest of this off the air. That that was too noisy for me, Jer. So what's that song he said, Jer? I couldn't hear him. Jerry, you there? Sorry, say it again. What's the song he said? Uh, it's it's a Queen song. It's by Queen, huh? You you've heard it. We are the champions. That's right. That's if, right. If I played it for if I played it for you, you would know it. Dream Team by Michael Franti was one just suggested by Mr. Anderson. Jeez. I feel like we're going to get peer pressured into changing the theme song. I know. I got a feeling it's 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 coming that way. You know, the interesting part about this is we didn't pick that song. Do you know we we do you remember three years yeah, ago? Yeah, we did. No, we put it in the hands of Rich, and Rich we came up with that song. With our approval, though, he didn't just pick a random song. Right, but he said, how about this one? And he, he found it. I'd never heard right. it. I had never heard it before. Right, right. Hmm. Yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. We've got about nine minutes left on the show here. You can give us a call, 707-895-2448. Jim, what do you have for the last nine minutes here? Anything you want to talk about or get off your chest? On the 30th of January, that's the date today, right? Yeah. Uh, 1924, the first Winter Olympics in Chamilly. Boy, has someone that's, that knows French better than Jerry and I. Chamolet, France, in France, the first Winter Olympics. How about that? In 1971, the 88 game win streak by UCLA was was uh was started. I believe it was when it was started. And um, what I'd like to know is how many. Here's here's a little uh, here, here's a little uh, sports quiz. How many of the 88 game win streak by UCLA that started on the 30th of January in 1971? How many did Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the then Lou Alcindor, play in those 88 games? I know he played. Um, they wouldn't let him play as a freshman. So I don't know if it started after. So this isn't a quiz as much as a, of a question that you want to know the answer to. Because yeah. you can't give a quiz question if you don't know the answer. Oh, that's true. You have to know the answer. I don't know. That's a question I, I have. How many? Because back then you could not play varsity as a uh, as a freshman. Boy, think of how that's changed. And then in, oh, I can I have the answer for you if you want the answer. Go ahead. None of them. What? These were the Bill Walton he days. At, he played at UCLA from 1966 to 1969. So these were the Bill Walton era. 88-game win streak? Possibly. I mean, you asked about Kareem. I know. So that answer is zero. How many did Bill Walton play in that 88-game win streak? Uh, Let's Hmm. take a look. How how many of those seasons? Uh, All of them, it looks like. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all of them or all but one of them, depending on how you read these stats. And the last one... Uh, and then we'll take another call in a second. And the last one for this day, uh, the thirtieth of January in twenty eighteen, James Harden made the highest scoring tri- triple double in the history of the NBA: sixty points, ten rebounds, eleven assists. Hello, call. You're on the air. Uh, today in sports history. Yeah. And it relates. It relates to the new the, the new criteria for your for your radio show that came up today. That's kind of funny. 
1936, the new owners of baseball's Boston Braves survey newspapers journalists to pick a new team nickname. So the Braves, which that, once again, is, you know, politically incorrect because of the racial slur that it is, um, pick a new team nickname. They changed it to the Bees in 1940, but next year they returned it to the Braves. Huh. Hmm. Went from the Braves to the Bees to no, the and, and I have no idea, but I can't give you any idea as to why they did a survey of why they should change the name. I'm not sure what the motivation was for that. And uh, with that, go on to the next call. Thank you. Jerry, I, I, um, uh, I got some information here. Um, I don't know if we, if we cut Tim off too quick, but Tim Anderson was prepared to tell us a little bit about Tony the Mike. And uh, for, for, I, think it's, I think we need to give a couple minutes to Tony the Mike here. Yeah, if we're going to do that, I don't think we should take any calls. Then we got one on hold. L let me let me get this then one out. Which should be one or the other here. Then, hello, call. You're on the air. It's okay. I'll pass. I'll wait till next week. Alrighty. So Tony the Mike, Tony Anderson, uh, passed away a couple of weeks ago. It sounded like a um, a heart problem. I want to get in the uh, into the details. Um, this is just an all or all around. Um, good guy here he did all the announcing jerry how many games did you do you hear tony the mic announce of different sports hmm. well it's a tricky question for me to answer because the answer to that is not that many because i didn't go to fort bragg that's true so so i this was always a name that was kind of on the outskirts of my sports world in high school the only time i really heard this name come up was when we played against fort bragg um, but I, I knew who he was. I knew that he was, you know, voice of, you did the right. did football and basketball, did the PA stuff. Also, I believe was really involved in youth sports in certain ways with umpiring and things like that. But yep. this is a, it, this is a name that I knew of more than I actually knew the person just because I didn't go to Fort Bragg, but everybody that I knew that knew him and my interactions with him were always awesome. It's just not someone that I had a lot of regular interactions with. That that's fair. And that that yeah. even tells you more so how how what an impact this guy has if you knew who he was but really didn't have a lot of impact. Right. Um he was a referee. He he played Santa Claus in Fort Bragg. He was the announcer for multiple 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 sports. He's just considered so wonderful human being i'm getting texts uh community oriented wonderful human being um happy go lucky just just uh made everyone smile i think that's a, a yep. it's a good once i once he came i remember this Joe. were you there when he came because we didn't have an announcer for football fort bragg didn't have a game he just came and took over the mic and did a did a mendo football game one week well, yeah, it was one of those years that Mendo had a good football team, and we didn't have lights in our stadium, so we always oh, played on Saturdays, and Fort Bragg would always right. play on Friday nights, so that's there was right. never really a conflict with him coming to do those games a lot yeah, of the time, yeah. so yeah, he would come and do those games back, that was of course when Mendo had football, um, but yeah, it's, it's. I remember when Tim brought it up, it was, or, or, or I remember when it was brought to our attention um, that, that, that he passed away. It's a big loss in the Fort Bragg community, not just the athletics world, but yeah, it's, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm putting him, it's, it's a big name. I'm putting him in the category of 
Tony Anderson, Tony the Mike, Vern Piver, Fort Bragg legend, MSP with Paul. I mean, th these are major, major sporting people that, that, that have passed away in the last few years. Yeah. What do you got, Jerry? We're we're winding down here. No more calls. No, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. So we'll be back next week. It'll be the first February edition of the show. That will be February sixth, I believe. Uh, we'll be back same time next week. Jim's Jim and my mom are making a quick little trip up here during the week. They'll be Jim will be back in file for the show. They're coming up to watch some basketball games, so Jim will give a full report on his observations <laughs> of me as a coach. I'm sure he will have all all sorts of comments on that for the show uh, next week. But yeah, thanks for everyone that listened and called in as always. And we'll be back next week, seven o'clock on the sports phone. Thanks, Jer. Thank you. Yeah. I'm good to get to uh, go up and watch Jerry uh, coach a couple games, Tuesday and Thursday next week. I can't wait. Um, I'll be sitting in the bleachers. That's a weird one for me. Most of the games I I've watched in the last 20 years have been sitting in, in the, in, on the bench with the kids. So, uh, Looking forward to it. Thanks, everyone, for the call. That was a busy sports phone calls. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org. And consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.